I got a Polaroid camera. It has the same range as a regular trumpet. Spent most of my paycheck on my Lord Cubbins birthday. My break was pretty good. Their conference is coming up this month and they got a day meet in Indiana next week. A cup. I am Noah Beckman. I believe some of you know me from the O&M panel. Good morning. I'm Michelle Montel, and I am the family support liaison for the Outreach Center for Deafness and Blindness at Ocali. My name is Katie Robinson. I'm a certified literary braille transcriber. My name is Sean Thiel. I graduated in 2005. That's pretty cool. The key to this pep rally is to make a lot of noise. And welcome back. It is now 2020. Roaring Twenties, Part ha- Two. Part Two. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Sitting here with the podcast team. Hello, Jeremiah. What's up? Happy New Year. All right. <laughs> Happy New Year, Trent. He's gone. He's gone. <laughs> he walked out. I had my headphones on. Didn't hear him. Hello, Wilson. Hello. And Matt. What's up? Man, I'm so glad to be back. Uh, how was everybody's break? It was good. That's great. Mine was great too. Jeremiah, good. All right. Everybody make out okay in the present department? Yeah. What'd you get, Em? I got a new phone. Uh, The new phone. The iPhone 11? No, it's the iPhone 6S Plus. Oh. So I'm still old school-ish, but it's it's cool. Yeah. Well, that's, that's all right. Yeah. Yeah, six X plus six S plus. That's great. There's too many S's there. There's too many S's there. I got a Polaroid camera. That's cool. Polaroid cameras are awesome. They are. They are awesome. I mean, and this one hooks up to my phone, so I can send what? photos from my phone to the camera, edit them on the camera, and then print them off. Hey, that's great. A Polaroid camera, but it's also kind of like a printer. Yeah, except you can add filters, stickers. You can draw on it. Oh, wow. Put text on it. And you do that all on the camera itself. Okay. I got to see this thing. Yeah, it's really cool. That does sound cool. And you can even post onto the internet off of the camera. Well, I got something really cool. What'd you get? get? I got an E1 Bradley timepiece. What is that? (laughs) Well, it's it's a watch that has magnetic hands. Oh, cool. Neat. Then... On the top of the watch, there are these balls that are about the size of a BB, maybe a little smaller. Mm. The magnets will pull these BB things around the uh, top of the watch and the side of the watch. So they're not actual hands. And so you can actually touch the move it around, move the ball, and the magnet will pull it back to where it's supposed to be. And then it has the tactile markings for 12, 3, 6, and 9. Right. Well, that's awesome. So it's kind of similar to a Braille watch. Yeah, way. yeah, it's similar to a Braille watch, but it uses uses these metal balls oh. and magnets. And what's neat is if it breaks, I can just take it to a regular jeweler or watch repair person. Oh, that's person. cool. Uh, but it's very nice. And I got a pocket trumpet. A pocket trumpet. Yeah, a pocket trumpet. What is a pocket trumpet? A trumpet. A pocket trumpet. It's like a foot long. <laughs> you know, all this tubing is is curled up, and it's about a foot long. From mouthpiece to bell, Ooh. but it has the same range as a regular trumpet. It sounds it sounds pretty cool. It's a pocket trumpet. All righty <laughs> then. That's I haven't awesome. seen one of those in about, I don't know, since like 1990, 91, something like that. I've so never cool. seen one of those. Yeah. That's Je- awesome. Jeremiah, how was your break? 
Good. Yeah, what? Actually, I changed my mind. It was bad. It was bad. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Why was it bad? Because I spent most of my paycheck on my little cousin's birthday. <laughs> I don't know. That could be a good thing, though. Kind of. You know why? Because that probably made your little cousin very happy. Yeah. Right? She was happy, but I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, sometimes that's that's hard to... That's hard to learn, right? But you're a yeah. good cousin for doing that. Yeah. You're, when you're transitioning from being a receiver of gifts to a giver of gifts. That's exactly. so much fun. Right. I mean, I, I, I do that. I'm I'm, I'm horrible gift getter, but I like, <laughs> you know, getting stuff for people. Right. I, I just have a problem with the ideas for it. I spoil my kids once a year. Christmas seems like a good time to do it. Right. So my son and I researched and and bought all the pieces and parts for a new PC because he's a 13-year-old little gamer. <laughs> uh, Reminds me of Ian when Ian was 13. Ian. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Actually, I, Ian and I had a conversation about, about the computer that I bought. My, my younger got a Xbox, so he's happy about that. Yeah, that's cool. He, Xbox is a cool. He's not happy with all my restrictions. But, <laughs> yeah, that's Trent, how was your break? My break was pretty good, pretty relaxing, really easy, didn't do much at all. Yeah. Kind of the break that I was looking for. And the best part of your break was coming over to my house with Avery and working on Logic Pro. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> was, we had a really good time. That was, that was one of the better parts of my break. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's it was, always good to get together and do music. Oh, it was, yeah, that's, that was something else. The tune we heard at the beginning was one of those things that we put together, so... I appreciate that, guys. Always. We're going to do something with wrestling and cheerleading, I think. And then their conference is coming up this month, and they got a day meet in Indiana next week. Yeah. Yep. Day meet is going to be on the, the 15th. 15th. Right. Braille day is tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Braille day is tomorrow. This is Braille month. Braille day was January 4th, and we're going to celebrate it on the 9th. Because we weren't here, right? Mm-hmm. On the fourth. We didn't no, come we back. No, nah, we didn't it was come a back Saturday. to the sixth. Yeah, it was a Saturday. Got a lot of fun things planned for tomorrow. We're going to play some braille games. We're going to have a panel of alumnus come Ooh. in. Yeah, tomorrow morning. That's gonna be Katie and Sean and Noah and Michelle. We're going to talk about literacy and how it is so important in what you do after high school. Going to watch a movie. We're we watching Louis Braille. We are. Oh, yeah. yeah. Going to watch Louis Braille. Again. Again. Uh, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. Yeah, it is a good movie. You guys are probably the only guys that's seen it. Um, no, the whole school watched it. I but. That was I also know, but two that years was, ago. Yeah, that was like four years ago. Yeah, two, three, oh, four years really? ago. So something like yeah. that. Juniors and seniors might be the only ones that's seen it. So we decided Nostalgia. we'd show it again, right? Because it made such an impression on you guys. And then we're going to do a trivia game again. I'm excited for that. Yep, I am too. I'm on the trivia team. I got to go sign up for the trivia team. You should. Yeah, I don't know if they may let me play. I don't know. They didn't let me play last year. I wonder why. They should let you play. <laughs> or two years ago. You should be on my way. team, Mr. Kelly. They should be a staff team and yeah. like student team. Yeah, we've, we've done that. 
But have the, the staff team not have Mr. Kelly or any teacher? No, that's, no. That's well, like or Mr. Picard. Yeah, don't have Captain. Don't I have was, I was uh, trying to text the answers to Miss Woods the last time we had. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, wait, I remember I that. I feel like I remember yeah. this. Yeah, because I was in the audience. Busted. And they would, they would ask a question, and I like, it's top 5W for work or whatever it was. <laughs> I do remember that. So, I, I she wouldn't look at her phone, or I, I don't know what it was. But yeah, I eventually got caught. <laughs> and yeah, so anything else we got going on this month? Um, the little NCs start practice, so that'll be fun. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Wrestling, cheerleading, goalball, swimming. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think they're going to Kentucky this year. Oh, cool. Yeah. So we can't wait to see that in April. Mm-hmm. Yeah, April. Wait, who's going March. to Kentucky? Uh, Little and C's. Oh, yeah. March, April, somewhere in there. Yeah. I'm hopefully, I want to help out with goalball for that. That okay. would be super cool. I've wanted to do that for a while. You should. Yeah. And since it's Braille month, we're going to start getting ready for the Braille Challenge. Oh, yeah. Oh, heck yeah, we are. Yeah. yeah. So that'll be in March, but we're going to start an after-school club January 21st. So we're excited about that. All right. Yeah. And kind of the remainder of the year the podcast is going to change a little bit in terms of how we do it uh, that's hope, right yeah yeah we're gonna start introducing some apple into our concoction of software and hardware equipment oh no see i didn't know that yeah. <laughs> that sounds cool yeah yeah so we're gonna try to start using logic pro to record interviews in the studio. Oh, cool. And that'll give us multi-track capability. So if we talk over each other, it won't be as bad. Right. You can you can delete stuff on one track, and it won't affect everything else, which is great. Jeremiah's going to continue to lay down some good beats for us. Right. I'm excited. Excited to be back, man. Had a great relaxing break and uh, recharged for the rest of the school year. So let's get this podcast started. Let's do it. Coming up next, Matt and Emily have some great news for us. If you are interested in playing our podcast with your Amazon device. That's right. So first, you want to go to the Amazon Alexa app. You go to Menu in the top left. You swipe to the right until you get to Settings. You go to Music and Podcast. Then Link New Services. Go to Apple Podcast and hit Enable. Then to Default Podcast Services. And then, voila, you go to the podcast where you can hear us through Alexa. Nice. Alexa, meow like a cat. And then your Alexa should be talking to you right now. Yeah. And if it doesn't, it's probably well, very you're not going to get the joke then. Well, when I set mine up, I asked Alexa to play the OSSB podcast, and it didn't work because it didn't like OSSB. So I thought about that, and I said, Alexa, play the Ohio State School for the Blind podcast, and the uh, the one from the podcast club started playing. And once you get into the podcast that you're listening to, you can say Alexa previous 
and it'll go to the previous episode or Alexa next. And if it's not on the current episode, it'll go to the it'll go to the next episode. So uh, it's great stuff. So you guys set up your Alexa apps and start listening to us on your Amazon devices. Yes. Also, if you want more details on this, uh, we have put a link in the show notes to the Apple Viz podcast with uh, Thomas Donville. It's where I got the information from, and he goes through it a little more in-depth than what we just did. So check out that link. Definitely a good source of information. What are we doing next, Dan? Up next, we have the fourth grade class with a science experiment. you do something with candy canes. That's always fun. Different substances. That's right. Let's go see what they're doing. I did hear um, we're making some weird water, stuff. Oil, some weird stuff. Too. Milk, we're making some vinegar. potions. What did What did you put all that in? Huh? What did you put all of that in? You put water, oil, vinegar, and milk. We're what making, did you put it into? We're making magical vinegar? potions. A cup. Where's, I have the vinegar. vinegar. So can you see through the cup, or is it a colored cup? It's see through. Look at the cup. And then what did no, you put in that, to that? Candy cane. Why? So you could see what happens. All right. Can I have some? Josh, what are you pouring right now? Vinegar. Okay. And hold on. Are you gonna put anything else in the cup? Yes, I'm gonna put vinegar and water. To see if oh, anything that... changes. All I, right. I just put all of them. I put all of them. The first time I put vinegar in, when I put water in, the water made the vinegar rise. So what did we start with when we started this? Water, we, water. We started with one cup with just water. What else? Vinegar. One cup with just vinegar. What else? Oil. One cup with just oil. And then the last one. Mixtures of everything. No. What was our last cup? Milk. Milk. One cup of just milk. And if we look at our originals, what's happening to our originals? Well, for the milk, nothing. This for, for this one, it Now, it, wait. Look at the milk again. What's happening? It's the bottom's turning pink. So in the milk cup... It's evaporating. The bottom... Is turning pink. Is turning pink, but the rest of it is still white. Can we see the candy cane that's in there right Kind now? of. Like a little bit, a little bit. We can see it when it's touching the edge. What about the oil? We can definitely see it, and it looks weird. Okay, I've mixed. Can we see the candy cane in the oil? Yes, because it's clear. What's happened to the candy cane so far? Nothing really. You can't really see anything. So it look it. You don't see any difference. No, not that I can see. All right. So AJ, this was our water cup. What's happened to our candy cane so far in our water cup? It's almost gone. There's just like one little speck of it still there. Okay. And what has it done to the water? Made it pink. It's turned our water pink. And it's made it rise. And then for our vinegar, Brianna. It has made it pink from the um, bottom and top. In the middle, it's just clear. How does the candy cane look? White. White. Out of all four of these, of our originals, which one has changed the most. Water. The, the milk. This one. Milk. Okay, wait. What is that, though? The, um... Vinegar. Vinegar? So Josh thinks the vinegar has changed the most. Yeah, AJ we thinks... Put permanent marker, so we know V for vinegar. Yeah. Um... AJ thinks the water has changed the most. Devon? Which I one do you think has changed the most? The, this one. What is this one? I don't know. Water. 
So which one do you think has changed the most? Water. Water. The, the red stuff came off. And then Brianna, which one do you think has changed the milk. most? The milk. Okay. Which one do you guys think has changed the least? This one. The oil. The oil. The oil. The oil. I would agree with that. Actually, it doesn't look like it's affected it at all. All right. What do you say? Okay, repeat your question. What do you think is the most, um, the most changed? I think the water has changed the candy cane the most because the candy cane to me looks smaller than the one in the vinegar. Josh, I want to touch it. <laughs> Neither of them have any more color, but the, can the candy cane in the water looks thinner no, to me. And there you have it, folks. Some amazing discovery happening down there in the elementary at OSSB. Thank you, Miss McCumber. Thank you, fourth grade class, for that great information, how different substances can affect candy canes or whatever. I would have thought vinegar would have been the most corrosive, but hey, I'm just a tech guy and not a scientist, so what do I know? All right, stay tuned. Alright, uh, next we're going to be talking about the World Braille Day. That's right. World Braille Day was officially celebrated on January 4th, but seeing as we were on winter break at that time, we celebrated it on January 9th. And a fun day was had by all. We did a lot of great things that day. One of the most beneficial ones was hearing from a panel of former OSSB students, Noah, Katie, Michelle, and Sean. Great presentation. Thank you, guys. It was very enlightening. We also had a Braille trivia game, and we had some people from the Clovernick Center down in Cincinnati talk to us about the Braille Challenge, and we had a movie at the end of the day talking about Louis Braille. And it was a great day, so keep reading and using and writing that Braille. Let's listen into the panel and see what they had to say. I am Noah Beckman. I believe some of you know me from the O&M panel or other things. I went to Ohio State. I graduated here in 2011, went to Ohio State, graduated with a finance degree. I've been working for the federal government as a bank examiner, make sure those banks are staying in line. And my hobbies, I like to play guitar, I like to sing. I'm a pretty big music person, I like to listen to music, play music, all that kind of stuff. I'm really into sports. Uh, as I said at the O&M panel, I did every sport here when I was here, except for cheerleading. <laughs> Couldn't quite fit that one in. And I also like to read and hang out with friends. Pretty, uh, pretty typical hobbies. Um, and I'm really excited to talk about Braille here today. Good morning, I'm Michelle Montel, and I am the Family Support Liaison for the Outreach Center for Deafness and Blindness at Ocali. I went to school here um, from 2009 to 2012, and then I went to college in Tiffin, Ohio. I got my English license while I was at college so I can teach um, high schoolers English. I like to read, that's pretty much what I do with most of my free time hang out with friends, I love playing Euchre. That's my favorite card game. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, and uh, listening to music and uh, nature, love nature, intellectually stimulating conversations, laughing, all that good stuff. 
My name is Katie Robinson. I'm a certified literary braille transcriber and accessible educational materials production specialist at the Ohio Center for Autism and Low Incidence, or OCALI is what we call ourselves. So I graduated from OSSB and the Delaware Area Career Center in 2009. I went to college at DeVry University and I have a degree in Computer Networking Systems Administration. My hobbies, I'm definitely an avid reader, whether that be tactilely in Braille, large print on an iPad, or audio. I like to knit. I make hats, scarves, um, headbands, blankets, a little bit of everything. I'm constantly trying to learn new things. Um, I did transcribe a pattern for somebody before for crochet. I still don't understand that, but I, I made it into Braille. Um, I do enjoy spending time with my friends. I still like to go on walks outside. I still play Pokemon Go three years, three and a half years in. <laughs> and just generally like doing my typical things. I have done some wheelchair sports as well. I'm off right now for medical reasons, but I've played some wheelchair basketball because I am legally blind, but I also have, I am also partially paralyzed. So running is not something I do very well anymore. The first question we asked the panelists was, what was your introduction to Braille and how do you use Braille today? My name is Sean Thiel. I graduated in 2005. Um, I'm currently working with the American Council of the Blind of Ohio. Um, the executive director is looking to retire and so she's kind of getting me ready for that role so that when she retires hopefully I'll have a better idea what I'm doing. Um, I taught technology for nine years prior to that to people who are visually impaired. Um, I started learning Braille when I was five. I was in the visually impaired program at Leewood Elementary at the time. And um, so when the sighted kids were learning cursive, it was first, you know, I was in a first, second split. So it was first graders handwriting, second graders handwriting, Sean Braille. <laughs> you know, I was by myself with Carolyn McKinley and, and I, then I went to public school. But I didn't really, I ne at that time, up until about seventh grade, I never enjoyed Braille. I read it and there were some books my teacher said, you have to read this in Braille. I'm like, really, are you kidding me? But it wasn't until, um, eighth grade when I got to the school for the blind and um, well first of all was introduced to the wonderful braille lights and um, yeah. but I began to realize in reading class and it was a it wasn't Robin at that time was a different teacher but I began to realize that a lot of other people couldn't read as quickly as I could aloud and I realized that okay this is actually a neat thing to be able to do is to be able to read aloud and not sound like I'm reading, you know, haltingly. And I, I really was pleased with that. And so that really, you know, I kind of realized, hey, I'm actually better at this than I thought. And um, so that's really what got me interested in Braille. And it's been helpful in, in other places, too. And I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure that's where we're going to go in a minute. But that's kind of how I got started. I came to the School for the Blind when I was 11, out of public school. I had never touched Braille in my life. And I was in Miss Perano's class. 
I had, I was a large, strictly a large print reader at that point, but I saw the Braille books and I was interested. So at that point I started picking them up and trying to teach myself out of what used, we used to use called patterns, which were books to teach you to read Braille. And then when I was older, I expressed interest in my IEP to the adults who were doing running my IEP that I was interested in learning Braille because my nystagmus is pretty bad. So tracking line to line is hard for me and it makes my eyes and my head hurt after a while. So I told my IEP team I was interested in learning Braille, so they put it on my IEP and I started taking Braille classes with Mr. Kelly and then Miss Finley. And that's how I actually finished learning up on the Braille code and became a proficient dual reader, which means I read large print and I read Braille. I am deafblind and my parents were more concerned about my hearing at first than they were my vision because I could see for a while. And so my parents hired an American Sign Language instructor to come teach me, um, like pull me out of classes at school. And my ASL teacher, she started trying to teach me Braille because, I don't know, in her heart of hearts, she felt like I might need it one day. And um, so she would take these iron pills and like glue them onto little index cards and she tried to teach me braille that way. So visually, I had an idea like what the braille alphabet looked like, but I wasn't very interested. I was like, Rebecca, come on, I can see. Why are we wasting our time here? And then um, also some people at the school found out and they were like, we're not hiring you to teach her braille, we're hiring you to teach her sign language. Stop it. Uh, and so that was like my first exposure. And then I lost my vision entirely. And um, so then I kind of had to learn braille or something. And when I first lost my vision, it was summertime and I didn't know what to do with myself. You know, people were like, you should listen to audiobooks. And I was like, no, it's not the same as reading. You know, I don't know. I was stubborn. Um, but then when I got here to the blind school, um, I was excited to learn Braille because then I could read again. I've always been a really avid reader. And the principal at the time, Mr. Markham, told me it would take me two years. And I was like, no way. It's not going to take me two years. I bet you $20. It will take me one year. And he was like, okay, you're on. Did he give me $20? No. But I think I learned the Braille code. Um, in about six months to a year, I wouldn't say I was fluent, but I knew it. Um, reading quickly is what I struggle the most with, and I still kind of do to this day, because I didn't learn Braille until I was like 15, and sometimes listening to stuff, it's just faster, but um, yeah, that was my first exposure, and then I started reading books, you know, under the desk. And it was great. <laughs> Here, Noah. So my interaction with Braille did not start until I was 12 years old, 7th grade. I started when I first entered school in kindergarten, 1st grade, using uh, light over my desk with super large print. And that really wasn't working out. Um, my eyes were getting all strained. And so I got a CCTV. And that was a world changer for sure. And I used that primarily for reading between 
um, second grade and um, 10th grade, I would say. So even when I started to learn Braille in, in uh, middle school, I didn't really use it outside of class, per se. Um, I got Braille instruction once a week. Um, some of you teachers and students might know Kay Clark. She was my, she, was, she taught me Braille. Um, so I, I learned the alphabet and I started to read those riveting books that I learned from Katie are called Patterns. Mm -hmm. yes. I can go. Go and can do. Go you and do. do? <laughs> yes. Um, I was definitely interested in reading Braille, but I, didn't, I did not read it like outside of class at all. And then after 10th grade, I came uh, here to the blind school part-time. And that's when I crossed paths with Ms. Finley, and I started daily Braille class, or as my uh, classmate Avery called it, bumps. Mm -hmm. <laughs> bumps. Yeah, bumps class. When I started doing it every day, that's when I really solidified my my um, knowledge of Braille. I'd have to when I when I first started in Miss Finley's class, I would have to stop and pause and work out. Okay, dot four six n. What is that? Oh yeah. Um, but uh, so that really helped. Uh, unfortunately, again, I still didn't really read outside of class. Um, at, at that point, my vision was starting to drop off, so I transitioned from using the CCTV for reading to more relying on audio. Um, and to this day, I still rely mainly on audio. But I definitely, I am super glad that I learned Braille and I'm able to use Braille because it does come in handy. And I'm sure we're going to talk a little bit about more about that in another question. So Braille is quite literally my job. Becoming a Braille transcriber or a Braille proofreader is something that you can do when you turn 18. I still have a refresher Braille, which is a display that American Printing House for the Blind used to make that I would use in conjunction with my cell phone or my iPad. For my desktop computer, I use JAWS and I use Zoom text. And when I'm using JAWS, I do like a Braille display sometimes to proofread some things because I do some programming for some macros and templates that we design to automate large print and Braille production. So I'll use a 40 cell Braille display like a Brilliant that Humanware makes. My day-to-day -day Braille is my leisure reading and producing it at work and sometimes reading my own code. So the Braille note was, well, an established thing by the time I went to school. So I started reading for leisure after I like learned Braille and I used it a lot in my classes to take notes because it's hard to listen to JAWS and you know a teacher lecturing at the same time when studying for a test or for an exam i would read my braille notes um as a form of studying and that also is really good for like group activities while in class because again you can't hear your jaws if everyone in the room is talking so using the braille is a lot easier for stuff like that i started printing out hard copy braille for my speeches I would type it out myself, and also typing out the braille myself, like an old-fashioned Perkins brailler, helped me remember my presentation notes and speeches more easily. And um, so I would have this hard copy braille, and I would have 
big spaces in between my points. So I would number talking point number one, big space. Talking point number two, big space. Yeah, and I'm really grateful that I learned Braille so that I could play cards. So I can play Uno and Euchre and Scrabble. So those are my like fun Braille games that I really like. And also, Braille is useful for when you get lost because, I mean, most buildings are supposed to have Braille labels like, you know, girls restroom or room 102. So if you get lost in a building, you should be able to like find your way eventually because of the Braille that's in the building that can help you navigate and stuff. Like Michelle was saying, one of the key areas I tried to use Braille was for presentations. It is very challenging to read, to listen to Jaws and talk at the same time. The, the Braille note, it, I, and by the way, let me back up and say that's my primary device that I u have used and continue to use for Braille to this day. And it, it presents challenges as well for speaking because you have to click through, like Michelle said. Um, and another thing I'd like to expound on that Michelle talked about is with, with a hard copy of Braille, uh, I like to tell sighted people that with, with JAWS or with a Braille note, I, I explain to them it's like it, when you can see, you have the luxury of flying over the cornfield in a helicopter, right? You can see the entire thing at one time, uh, talking about the computer screen. Um, survey, kind of quickly glance around and look, you know, with JAWS, we're kind of on the ground, you know, we can read one line at a time, one word at a time, you know, it, it, so having a hard copy Braille, being able to read Braille is really the closest that we have as people who cannot see to being able to quickly glance over something and get the lay of the land in a really quick way. Getting back to my use of Braille, I would say that it, it, I read a lot of Braille in college to study. That was a very good study tool because uh, you can listen to things and I find that my attention wanders. But if I read it in Braille, I, I, I'm able to stick with it a little bit more. Um, and especially with diagrams, I took a psychology class and we needed to know how the brain looked like. And the Disability Services Office created this diagram for me in Braille. And I don't think I would have gotten, the, gotten that down otherwise. Thank you, Braille. I definitely use Braille a lot for mobility, knowing which restroom to go into. Um, it's also very helpful. I picture words in my head in contracted Braille, and more now UEB since I've basically decided, made myself use it. And for people that say that Braille makes their spelling worse because of the contractions, uh, that's a bunch of malarkey. I, <laughs> Braille makes me the speller that I am, and I can tell sometimes when you see people who are you know on Twitter or on Facebook or whatever, and you can sometimes you can tell the folks that the only literacy they have is just listening to Jaws. You can you can just tell because there are words that are they sound okay with eloquence or your voice of choice, but they ain't the right word, and you cannot rely on that for spelled for for having a correct spelling. You can't do it. I realized when I was was teaching technology very early on that I needed a note taker to be able to do what I need to do. I used a Braille Sense for eight years, um, used a Braille Note Touch after that, um, and the ability to, to take notes about 
something that I'm working on with a student and not have them know what I'm taking notes about because sometimes because you know confidentiality and all that fun stuff um, you know so that's I mean just the ability to be able to do that I use Braille screen input on my phone for texting for writing all kind you know all kinds of things that way um, my sister said you know your texts are the most the best of anyone I talk to um, I, I, I hate having the the what did Siri think I said um, so I just I decided and I actually got an iPhone 10R because I needed I wanted more screen to braille on what types of technology or which technology software hardware is your go-to depending upon the task that you have to complete my primary device would be my refresher braille and it's on its last legs it's about eight years old yes, my favorite display are the freedom scientific focus displays my braille note apex is still going strong um, that's what i will primarily use for leisure reading or note taking i have a braille note touch my apex died a tragic sad death so my apex died and i would have liked to have had that because it was my favorite brown note taker and now I use the brown note touch and I use it when I go to conferences to take notes on lectures and stuff um I use it for group work yeah you still have to do group work when you're an adult like working with other people they still make you do that so beware um for group work for conferences and for meetings is what I use my brown note touch the most. Mostly, again, to take notes, because, um, yeah, that's awkward to do with Jaws. I pretty much exclusively use the Braille Note Apex for my technology since I left high school. Uh, before that, I, I used the Perkins Brailler um, to generate hard copy Braille. I'd also, I'm not sure if I ever did this, but I'd reap the benefit of it. I'm um, having, having, Stuff I typed on the computer, printed in Braille. I, I, Katie might know the tech, what that's called, but um, all I know is that I'm very happy that Katie told us about that library. I had no idea that existed with all those different technologies. I also just wanted to say the lending library that we're talking about is for you to try out technology before buying it. And that's a good point, Michelle, because I don't know if you were paying attention earlier, but they said something about $500 and affordable being in the same sentence. Yeah. So, if that's the cheapest they have, you want to be able to do some, some due diligence before you buy anything mm -hmm. that expensive. Yeah. And that's really helpful that they have that. Here when you're in school, use it to your advantage. You have all the technology at your fingertips right now. Learn it, use it, kind of have an idea of what you like. Because when you go out, get out into the quote-unquote real world, you're going to be in the best position if you're able to utilize all the tools that you can. One thing I would recommend to use Braille in, you know, outside of class is read things you like, you look forward to reading. So Dan taught me how to connect my Braille note, Mr. Kelly, I guess I should call him in here, taught me how to connect my Braille note to my phone and... Now I can now I've got it made. I can read all the Ohio State Buckeyes sports articles and Columbus Blue Jackets articles I want in Braille, and um, that definitely motivates me to read because I was going to read it anyway. And the only way to speed up, of course, is to read more Braille. 
The only way to get faster is to keep reading Braille. The only way to get faster is to keep reading Braille. The only way to get faster is to keep reading Braille. I have a Braille Note Touch that I use now for work. I'm still kind of learning what all my new job entails, but I used it on Monday. I did a show on Voice Core, which is the radio reading service for the ACB Ohio. But I had some bits of articles that I read, you know, straight out loud. Um, I did prose in forensics my senior year of high school, and I really wish I had done it earlier um, because I enjoyed it. Katie brought up an interesting point. There's different kinds of Braille. Very few Braille displays allow you to change the firmness of the dots. Because of the hamstring issues that I have, there are certain Braille displays. I had a Braille Edge 40 that I got. I bought one and I literally had to sell it because it hurt my hands to read. So I have an Actolino from HandyTech is another option I use for my own personal stuff. Everybody's needs are different and I've had to, I've realized that I've had to change because of the way that my um, kind of carpal tunnel-like symptoms are that I've had to change the way that I do a lot of different things and that includes the way I read Braille and the way I use it. Good job, guys. Yeah, thank you. It was great. It was really awesome. Thank you. Good nice job, guys. Everything I say to them, you guys say it, but it's, you know, it comes out different from you guys. All right, Em, let's talk about the art trip that happened this month. So on January 10th, the art and vocational class students went to the Rife Gallery for their biannual art exhibition. There were artists from all over Ohio. I think they said somewhere around 250 artists submitted artworks. There were people from Toledo to Cincinnati. We even had someone from Zanesville, Ohio, which is pretty cool. Okay. Zanesville's cool. Zanesville is cool. <laughs> It sounds like the uh, the uh, docents or whatever you call them uh, did a great job giving you guys information about each piece of art. Oh, they were real awesome. They were really good with the audio description of the art. They were very interactive. They loved uh, getting opinions from us about what the paintings mean. Um, it was pretty cool. Okay. And then you got some reactions from some of the people who went. Yeah, after the... Uh, after the descriptions, after everything was done, I walked around and asked many people about what their favorite was, and you'll even hear my personal favorite as well. Okay, well, let's check that out and see do it. what it is. Hey, Evan. Hey, what? What was your favorite painting? My favorite painting was probably the one with the comic book one. The comic book one? Yeah, yeah that one was pretty cool. Yeah. Hi, Quay. What was your favorite painting? Um, the comic. Oh, you like the comic painting too? Yeah. That one seems to be pretty popular. Hey, Nolan, what's your favorite painting? The comic one. Everybody likes the comic book one. All right. Yeah, that was cool. Hey, Miss Smith, Please what was your favorite painting? Oh, my favorite painting? Yes. I really like this one on the wall over here. That oh, the polyp? Yeah, the polyp one. I liked that one too. Because it has so much texture and color. It looks so fluffy. Yeah. I just want to pet it, but I know I'm not allowed to do that. It reminds me of like a coral reef too. Yeah, that one's pretty cool. Yeah. Michaela. What's your favorite painting? Yeah, a man, the man and the woman with their faces cut out. Oh yeah, that one was cool. I didn't get yeah. to see that one. I thought yeah, they were married. Are they married? I don't know. They might be. The one that I was buying. Um, 
Uh, it kind of looks like a big, big ball. Oh, so you like the polyp one too? Mm-hmm. And it has like red, dark brown, yeah, a little bit of orange. Yeah, that one's cool. I like the other paintings. What's your favorite, James? The uh, 19th Amendment uh, painting. Oh, that one was cool. So I didn't get to get what it was, but it was a painting made up of all these different signs, political signs that spelled out the rules for the 19th Amendment. I liked that one. Yeah, it was a very good one. Wait, so I really appreciated. Was that like one letter per? Every like there were pieces of signs that spelled out each word, and some had more than one letter, and some only had one. Uh, hey, Emmy, what? do you have a favorite painting? No. You don't. You like them all. Yes. Alrighty. You like the comic book one? Everybody really likes this comic book one. Hey, Jonathan. What's your favorite painting? Uh, the comic. You like the comic book one too. Everybody really likes this comic book painting. Yeah, as you can see, we're having a very eventful day at the Rife Gallery. Did you have a favorite artwork? Uh, my favorite was definitely the 19th Amendment. Yeah, that one's pretty cool. I really felt that. <laughs> Alright, we'd like to thank the people for allowing us to have this experience. And this is our trip. And that's that for the January podcast. But before we go, we would like to show you our pep rally for the wrestling and cheerleading team who went down to Arkansas on the 24th. And on behalf of OSSB and the podcast team, thank you for listening. This podcast would not be, could not be what it is without you. See ya. Goodbye. Order of events today, we're going to have the cheerleaders come out first and do some sideline cheers. And those will get, get you guys involved. The key to this pep rally is to make a lot of noise, as much noise as you can. We want to hear it in Arkansas. We want them to know that the Panthers are coming. We want them to know that the Panther Den is winding up and they're going to be turned loose. Right? Yeah! All right. So without further ado, here are your 2019-2020 cheerleaders. Come on out, guys. Yeah, there it is. Ten-year man.
great. While they're coming out, let's give it up for the cheerleaders. All right. All right, now. Okay, we're going to do something as a whole Panther Nation here to support these guys and ladies and coaches, all right? We're going to stomp on the bleachers or kick the bottom rope. I mean, stomp it hard. Ready? Stomp. Good. One stomp. Stop. And then there'll be one clap. One clap, go. Now, one clap. Let's do it again. One clap, go. Nice. All right. Now, let's stomp, clap, stomp, clap. One, two, ready, go. Stomp, clap, stomp, clap, stomp, clap, stomp, and stop. All right. Now, when we're doing that, and I want the stomps and I want the claps to be loud and I want them to be in rhythm. We're going to spell out Panthers. I'm going to say, give me a P, and you're going to say, you, got, you know, you got your P, and I want you to say that when you stomp, not when you clap, clap, all right? We're going to spell out Panthers. I'm going to say, what's that spell? Panthers, who are we? Panthers, who's the best? Panthers, who do we want to win? Panthers, all right? And the whole time, whole time, we're going to be stomping, clapping, stomping, clapping. Let's get it going. One, two, ready, stomp, stomp, clap, stomp, clap, stomp, clap. Give me a P. Give me an A. Give me an N. Give me a T. Give me an H. Give me an E. Give me an R. Give me an S. What's that spell? Who are we? Who do to win? Who's the best? At this time, I need the Olympic music or something in the background, or whatever. We're going to welcome to the mat our wrestling team, our coaches, Coach Heath and Coach Mr. Lee, and they're going to talk about wrestling a little bit. Let's give them a warm welcome, OSSB 2019-2020 Panther wrestling team. All right. Thank you, Mr. Kelly. Woo. Get him going, man. Get him going. <laughs> I also want to do a shout out to Mr. Kelly for his help during the seasons as one of our guest coaches. Uh, Mr. Shaw came back, and from some of us old timers, remember he was a coach here. He came back and helped out. And uh, we have another coach that's helped us out, Mr. Scott, and he's going to show you. Uh, we didn't want Mr. Kelly to hurt any of the guys. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so we have Mr. Scott here to wrestle something. All right. Don't let him take you, Mr. Scott. Come on now. All right, here we go now. Our team, the 2019-2020 wrestling team starts with Adam Perot, our manager, at 100 pounds. Hey!
All right, Carl. And another first year member, wrestling in 220, James Who's going to do the play-by-play? Straight to his back, chunk the half in, there you go. I mean, that's one. One and out. Four seconds. I don't. Come on, Mr. Scott. There we go. Neutral. Neutral, all right. Single leg, single leg. Head to the inside. Come on, Jake. Inside, inside. Head to the inside, inside control. Took him down to the mat. Walk it to his head. Oh, it's over. Right. <laughs> Way to sail, get chest to chest. All right. Another win for the Panthers. All right, go Panthers. Let's get it done. Keeping it going. Good job, Garrett. Yeah. All right, good job. Next up, two and zero. Two and zero. All right, Gabe. All right. Come on, Mr. Scott. Come on. <laughs> circle, circle. Come on. Push him out of there. Oh, Gabe. Time up. Time up. Inside, inside. He's got Mr. Scott on the mat. He's running a half. Turning him over, walking to his head. He's going to get chest to chest. Pin. Pin. In 22.5 seconds. It's a pin. All right. Good job, Gabe. All right. Way to go, Gabe. Come on, Mr. Scott. Get it together out there. Knee, <laughs> <laughs> Drop to the vulnerable, Mr. Scott. Got a bad knee on the right. Former conference champion. None of this kills Kelly. You got to win one of those guys. Come on now. Smart one. Watch out for that cradle. Yeah. One's in love with the cradle. Uh-oh. Oh, getting down. Get low. Get low, yep. Hips down, hips down. Take his head to his knee. Head to the knee. Head to the knee. Walk it up to his head. 
There it is right there. He got the leg up and everything. Perfect cradle. Beautiful cradle. Well executed by the 132 pounder from yes. OSSB. All right. Uh, the Somalian stallion. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, duck under, duck under, duck under. Duck under. Get inside, go behind. Come Get on. your feet spread. Come on, low, low. Get your feet spread. Fall back. Pivot, pivot. Come on, come on, in. Oh, the smackdown. Oh, oh, he's on his chest, on his stomach. Get on, get on your toes. Get your hand off the mat. Oh, he's on his back. Chest to chest, chest to chest. Oh, There's a pin. 35.728 seconds. All right. Hey, we're really doing well today. <laughs> Better than the oh, This is our best man. Yeah. All right. Uh-oh. Big Carl. Don't let us down. We're five and out. Come on, Carl. Carl. Inside control, inside control. Don't back away from him. Inside. Carl's down. Carl's down. Oh, he's down. Okay. Yes, up. Sit out. Up, up. Turn, turn, turn. Uh -oh. Move. You got to move. Come on, Carl. Face up. Get to your hands and knees. Get to your feet. Up. <coughs> oh, Carl's on top. Oh, Get a wrist, wrist, wrist. Another pin, 45.27. <laughs> Nothing's got out of the first period yet. It's oh. <laughs> awesome. We got to make Mr. Scott run. He can't get out of the first period. <laughs> so we got all the press here on, the, on our next heavyweight. James Stout at 220. Come on, James. All right. Stay low. Stay low, James. Low, don't stand up. That's it. Low, low. Get away. Give him all your weight, James. There you go. Push down on the head. Push down on the head. Get the half. Oh, man. Oh, he's got all his weight on. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mr. Scott's not moving now. No, he's He good. is done. There's a pancake. Pancake. Pancake in the Get making out there on the mat. Get out your syrup. Oh, there it is. 35.82 seconds. <laughs> Seven and zero. Oh. James Stout pulls it out. Seven and zero. Oh. James Stout pulls it out, baby. Shake hands with Mr. Scott. Thank you, Mr. Scott. Yep. Shake hands with Mr. Scott. Very nice. Great job, wrestlers. The floor is yours. All right. Now we're going to bring our cheerleaders back out, and the cheerleaders are going to perform their competition routine. And I'll let Miss Knight explain more about that. Cheerleaders are getting on the mat right now. Um, you guys, thank you for watching them. This, they are actually doing this here for everyone for the first time. This is going to be their competition cheer. Well, no, Can you guys um, hold your applause until last? Because during actual, the, yes, during um, during the competition, it's quiet in order for them to concentrate. So hold your applause until last.
Good job. Speech on. Speech off. And I would just like to say that um, the cheer you've seen before, they, they have worked really hard. And I'm thankful to each and every one of them. They put an effort to um, do the cheer. And they all learned it very well. And I'm proud of them. Let's give a hand! Who's our outstanding cheerleader? Ohio Ready. Let's give it one more hand for the cheerleaders and the wrestlers. We're gonna we're gonna wish them all the best of luck. I'm pretty sure that we're gonna be seeing some things on Facebook this weekend. So stay tuned to the to the stream, to the Blind School stream, so you can stay up to date on what's going on. Uh, let's go ahead and send the elementary folks out first. We are done. And after they go, then the older guys can go. Cheerleaders stay. Cheerleaders stay. Wrestlers stay.